Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. You can find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com and send us an email if you would like to correspond with us in any way, for any reason, at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. We want to go ahead and get right into things today as we are going to be starting a new study. Um, This is something that has been on my radar for some time now. I have felt very, I don't know, incapable, I guess, of, of doing a video about this. Uh, for a long time now, because it's it's still very new to me in in my understanding. But as I wrapped up the last series that we just completed a couple days back, and I'm still doing these video series because time is allowing for that, I just spent three or four days on the in between of the wrap up of that series to now, just asking the Father, like, okay, what now? I've got four what I would call major teachings, studies. Um, One of them I've been holding on to for years. It builds every year I add to it. And then some other ones. I thought, well, just kind of show me which one we're going to go to next. And then yesterday morning, I just sat down and I started writing out, journaling is what it started as, some thoughts towards the biblical seventh-day Sabbath. And so, and, and actually, I was going to just post a literal paragraph or two on my Facebook page because I didn't do a whiteboard that day. So I was just going to type out just some topical thoughts towards the, the understanding of the seventh-day Sabbath. And a paragraph became two, became three, became four, became five. And as I'm beginning about probably the sixth paragraph, I just stopped. And as has been the case this calendar year for sure, and back into even last fall, when I start these these trains of thought and and like giving myself to them, because we do have to give ourselves to study to show ourselves approved. It does the scriptures does not say read the Bible to show yourself approved. There is a studying that must be done, and it's harder for some than it is for others. I understand that. It was hard for me for many years. I've shared that openly. But to get to today, I decided, okay, well, this is obviously outgrown a Facebook post. I guess I'm going to see if this is what the Spirit is saying in this hour through this vessel. Now, I'm no expert on this whatsoever, and you could easily go to YouTube right now and find way better teachings. I mean, phenomenally better than what I'm going to present. More more precise, more pointed, more with more un, way more understanding than I possess. I that is not a surprise here. But everyone has a different audience. Most people that watch this program and of course people that are in my life, friends, family, acquaintances, Individuals that I've met even recently that that watch the program now in real life relationships. They would never go to the websites that, that would teach this in greater measure, but they might listen to someone else. In this case, maybe me. Again, not an expert on this. This is nowhere near exhaustive. And in that, in a day and a half, we've got 12 pages typed on what? 
What we're going to title this series, and it's going to be multiple parts easily, is When Men Changed Sabbath. Why the church no longer honors the biblical holy day. And so this is going to be broad in measure. We're going to look at why. Okay, so what is biblical Sabbath, seventh day Sabbath? What is it? Why does it matter? Some things we're going to discuss. Why don't we do it anymore? For the most part, there are people that do, but it very, very few in number, very isolated and, and very looked, looked weirdly upon. We're going to talk about that. And most importantly, where I'm at in so many things of my life right now is why did the church stop doing, in this case, the seventh day Sabbath? Why, why was that stopped? And as I'm finding with so many things right now, as I begin to go back and study 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th century culture, civilizations, church, I'm finding the same common thread throughout the whole thing, no matter what topic I look at, because it was eradicated. Because it was told by the elite religious ones that were self-appointed, you know what? You're not going to do that anymore. Just like we've been talking about in so many different topics. You won't do these things anymore. And the church changed. And the church changed Sabbath. And so we're going to talk about that even historically. We're going to look at a timeline that I compiled together about just literal years. What happened? And on what year did that transpire? Through what individuals? Through what authority? How did it make its way all the way to here today where it is such a rock-solid, concrete, sure thing That what was dubbed, and we're going to read why, the Lord's Day, why is it Sunday now? Why is it no longer a seventh day Sabbath? So why men change Sabbath, or excuse me, when men change Sabbath, why the church no longer honors the biblical holy day? This needs discussed. Um, So let's go ahead and, excuse me, get started. I'm just going to ask some questions. I'm going to read a lot again so that I don't get sidetracked and make this a a 15-hour teaching. How have you arrived, you yourself, at your understanding of Sabbath? This is a good place to start, I believe, for any one of us with any doctrine that we hold dear. Imagine a pie chart or a graph or whatever you want to do, but for the sake of simplicity, just imagine a pie chart, a circle. How much of your understanding... And practice, literal practice now, what you observe, what you do, what you mark as Sabbath, if you do at all. You probably don't at all. We don't really, and we're going to get to what that even means, but whatever your view and vantage point of Sabbath is in your mind, your understanding, your doctrine, how much of it is what you have been told, Christian tradition, and how much of it is what you have studied out for yourself? How much of it is a... Is a is a just a, a, a kind of nebulous traditional doctrine that you were handed through many, many denominations. It's, it's permeated every denomination for the most part. Was it just mere tradition that you were handed and, and like so many things have come to any one of us, we just add to our life? This is what I believe. And until anyone comes into that sphere of, of belief and doctrine and says, excuse me, brother, could you tell me why? Why do you believe that? Why is that your doctrine? Why is that your position? Why is that what you do? 
Until someone does that, a lot of times we will never ask ourselves. Praise the Father through Holy Spirit. These questions come to us and are illuminated to us many times by ourselves in our own study, in our own interaction with Him, communing with the Father, and these things begin to come up. They can come up in ourselves, of course. But sometimes it takes an individual to come in and say, hey man, can I just ask a question? This might offend you. This might hurt you. But why do you do what you do? In this case, towards Sabbath. A misunderstanding that is is surely present in our generation here is this Sabbath rest understanding. We, We say by verbiage that we have somehow entered a higher level of rest as we can now in Christ be in a perpetual state of rest that is promoted as greater. This, we have, a, we have attained through the cross this greater ascent, if you will, into a Sabbath rest. It, it's a very strong doctrine, and of course we're going to have to dispel and, and, and kind of communicate, I believe clearly according to what the Word is really saying, what that is meaning when that's spoken. But the primary problem with the teaching such as this is it's produced a very lethargic church. The, 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 the mainstream church that we know, there's an inarguable point, is she just doesn't do much. Now, we're not talking about works unto salvation. We're not talking about earning anything. We're talking about a response to who we have been, who we have been made, who we've become. We're talking about a response to a finished work reality in Yeshua Messiah that was fully accomplished, but only fully accomplished us for us to enter in to do something. To what? To keep the commands of the Father? To walk out His ways because He's holy and He said, be holy like me. Well, how do we do that? Through Yeshua the Son. We live and walk as He walked. And so in our resting, it's not a mere lazy waiting for Beulah land rest that is promoted primarily in wide way Christianity that's also rooted and established in escapism and rapture doctrine where we're always just hanging out, enduring through the, through the really bad life we have on this horrible, wretched earth to just get to the sweet by and by. That's not a biblical doctrine that's correct. And so if we're not careful, this Sabbath rest teaching can be misappropriated and misunderstood and applied to our life to really equate to you just don't do anything because if you did, it's just hollow works of the flesh. And that does not have to be true. However, a newly converted Gentile being added to the first century church post-Acts Pentecost, they could, and I've said this so many times in so many different ways, they could hardly believe that they had the privilege to keep Sabbath, the privilege to go and worship Yahweh Elohim on Shabbat. Me? I've said this so many different ways about all these different things, about trying to get our minds into the the mindset and the heart of the Gentile church that came into the ancient way. That they, they were told, you know what? through the blood of Yeshua Messiah and His redemption work in order to purchase you and transfer you from here to here to become the people of Yahweh Elohim, man, come on in. Well, what did they come into? One thing they came into was the seventh-day Sabbath. It was a, it was a privilege to, to keep Sabbath, to, to celebrate the feasts of the Lord alongside 
Yahweh's people and like getting through your mind like, wait a minute, this is me now? This is my identity now? To be allowed in the synagogue in the way that they would have post-Yeshua? I don't think we understand that. I don't claim to understand it fully. But we forget, we just think, well, we got saved, we joined a church, and now we're Christian, and we do Christian things now. It's such a difference of perspective of what the church, what the church really even is. There's such, it's not like, well, it's just a different understanding of how church works. You know, it's cultural. It's this, it's this. No, literally the identity of the first century church is not the identity we see today. We talk about that a lot, a lot, I know. When did Seventh-day Sabbath start? Now, this is such a big, weighty matter that please pay attention to what I'm going to present because this is going to end up being the foundation of everything we keep coming back to. As what? The cornerstone, if you will, that's placed upon something Yahweh God instated, created, And it's of utmost importance for us to get this from the very beginning. So when did the seventh-day Sabbath start? Did it start uh, in Noah's age or, or after the flood? Did it start with Moses? Did it start when the Ten Commandments were given? Was it the Sabbath of the Jews? No, none of these things. Seventh day biblical Sabbath is a creation based fact. Okay? So please listen to this. If you listen to anything I say for, for this series, please listen to this. this. This is going to be peppered throughout the entire study. I think it would do us all well as people who try to understand, and myself included, try to understand what is biblical Sabbath. Why does it matter? And does it at all pre, pre, does, it, does it have anything to do with me today? This is of utmost importance. Seventh-day biblical Sabbath is a creation-based fact. It is as true today as the creation of animals or even mankind himself. And we're going to make that clear, so let's just start very, very much at the beginning of things here. My text is all in the papers for the sake of time, so we're not flipping. There's, there are, thankfully, going to be a lot of verses in this study. But let's start at the very beginning, pretty much, Genesis chapter 2. Quote, The heavens and the earth were finished, along with everything in them. On the seventh day, Yahweh was finished with his work which he had made. So he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he has made. He blessed the seventh day and separated it as holy. Because on that day, Yahweh rested from all his work, which he had created so that it itself could produce. Now, before I move to my next point, I just am thinking of this. And as I did studies along these lines, again, only for the last day and a half for the most part, I've got some other stuff I wrote months and months ago. Because again, we've only been doing this probably, I don't know, 15 months now. But for the most part, this is newly compiled anyway in this, in this way. I just think about how many commentaries that, that I read, and most of them you can read now in mainstream Christianity, would say, God didn't need to rest. God didn't need to sit down and take a break. God never slumbers nor sleeps, and so this is all metaphorical. This is all 
just nebulous spiritual jargon that we can't really understand. And so because God never gets tired and sleepy and needs to sit down to rest, it's not really saying this is a literal stopping and resting. Now, friends, that is a lie. That is not true. And as we look at some word studies within these texts that we will examine, we will see clearly this was no just spiritual metaphor because you really know that God doesn't need rest now. So don't really give yourself to a literal day. That is not true at all. And we're going to make that very clear. So the, again, let's start with the word study with Sabbath in Genesis chapter 2 clearly. The seventh day understanding. Shabbat. I mean, if you know anything about Hebrew or Hebrew culture or you consider yourself Hebrew roots, if you consider yourself Hebrew roots, you probably should be teaching this more than me. But you're, you're not here and I am. So I'm not anything other than a man who is trying to walk along the, the peripateo, the, the, the physical walking in the pattern and likeness of Yeshua, the Son, the Messiah, the Emmanuel, God, man, suffering servant, because I know if I can do what he did and live what he taught, which is point everything back to the Father and everything the Father said is what I'm saying, I know I'm good there. So I don't, I don't ascribe to movements and, and brands and titles and denominational associations or non-denominational associations. I don't know why I'm mentioning that other than I'm not, I'm not promoting a, when you look up this, this, this.com, you'll find my doctrine, my understanding. I don't, I don't align myself with anything like that. I align myself with this right here the best I know how. While filtering other opinions, options, beliefs into learning myself and adding understanding. But this word Shabbat is very simple. And we have to understand it if we're going to understand what Yahweh did and why. Very simply put, in, in a paraphrased form, he sat down. Yahweh, after, after creation and doing all these things, he simply sat down. <laughs> and he did what? We know through the text that he reflected on all that he had made and how all of it was absolutely perfection. Good is not really an accurate word, but we don't have time for all that when he said all these things are good. Everything was exactly the way it should be set and ordained and put into motion to go out throughout all of eternity, reproducing the cycle of his creative ways to instate a literal function on earth. Even the earth itself and all the things upon it were set in place, in motion by Yahweh Elohim in perfection. And he also blessed and made this Shabbat, Kadash, or Kadash, which is related to Kadosh. If you know anything about Hebrew at all, which I know about that much. Holy is the, is the understanding. And we don't understand holiness, and I could do a 12-part series about how the Father continues to expand my understanding of holiness. It's not what I was taught, and it's not what I believed up until about two years ago. I thought that holiness was a just kind of a something I just had to try to be by being good and, and studying my Bible more and praying more than I already do and you know going to more church things trying to do what paul said a little bit more and trying to witness you know that makes me holy well that's not scripturally accurate whatsoever that's just fruits of the spirit and fruits of of a life that is you know making disciples and and, and carrying the gospel and being a living testimony man but this word kadash 
is what Yahweh did with the, with the Sabbath day, the seventh day Sabbath. He dedicated it. He marked it as holy. Yahweh did now. We have to get this again at the very beginning of this series. Yahweh himself established a day that he marked, that he consecrated. The definition goes on to tell us that he appointed Sabbath, seventh day Sabbath, rest, seventh day Sabbath, observance, honoring. Okay? He set it apart as sacred. He did. When? Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, Yahweh Elohim created seventh day Sabbath rest. He sat down. He consecrated it. He made it holy, as we're going to get to in just a minute and read the text. Not men, okay? Not men, not religion, not even laws. Now, we're talking pre all of these things now. Man had just been created, but you know what I'm talking about. Man hadn't gotten in and tainted it all yet. <laughs> this is not even a law at the outset in Genesis chapter 2. Instead, Yahweh himself consecrated a certain day. He consecrated, set apart, Kadash, made holy, the seventh day Sabbath. He did. Okay? So please listen to what I'm saying and why. From the very beginning of time and space as we know it now, Genesis chapter 2, Yahweh's making everything that we know, and He also made a day consecrated and holy. And he said when that day was. He did. So to be clear, that his people understood his creation and consecration of Sabbath day, he issues a command in regard to it as we move on in Exodus chapter 30. Again, now Exodus chapter 30, 30 is not the origin of the Sabbath day. Okay, And we have to make this very clear because a lot of people, as we will get to in much deeper measure, want to say, well, the Sabbath day was for the Jews. The Sabbath day was for the Jewish people, for the nation of Israel, for, you know, they somehow have something in their mind because it's in Ten Commandments to, okay, so Moses, God, through Moses, told the Israelites to keep that seventh day Sabbath day. And because we're so divorced now from everything that came through then, except for kind of the Ten Commandments, we have been told, without even being told, really, you don't do that anymore because that wasn't for you. And so I'm dispelling that from the very beginning, that in Genesis chapter 2, we see the Sabbath day invented, if you will, created and set into place by Yahweh Elohim. Not for Jews. Not for the nation of Israel. Not for the church. He set it in place for creation, friend. For creation. This is of utmost importance for us to understand. So Exodus chapter 30. Again, now, we, now we're moving into a command. Now why is that? I would like to say it's because man was rebellious. Because man... Listen, why did, why did Yahweh give a law? Because men can't go without a law. They prove that. We have Abraham. We have some good examples of those who walked pleasing in the sight of the Lord. But in the, at the end of the day, humanity needs boundaries. They need parameters. Why? For their own good to be governed. We are not created to govern ourselves. 
We're not. No one would argue that point. When you look all around the world and you look at what we call bad people and evil people, what is it? They're lawless. They're ungoverned. But the Christian church forgets that because we've abandoned things like Sabbath, Seventh-day Sabbath, we're going to have to make that clear every single time because we've got to get this distinction made in our minds. And that's going to matter here in a little bit. We too have become lawless, parameterless, boundless. We don't have bounds. We don't have boundaries. We don't have, we don't have fences and walls. We're just kind of willy-nilly everything and hoping for the best because we're in Jesus now. And Jesus, take the wheel, man. Work it all out for us. That was never the biblical plan. We've been given a plan. We've been given order. So we're told because of that in Exodus chapter 30, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Okay, so, so Yahweh is reiterating what he instated in Genesis chapter 2. Why do you remember it and keep it holy? Because I made it holy. I, Yahweh, I made it holy. I concentrate, consecrated it. I made it Kadash. I set it apart. I marked it as distinct for all of time at creation. So my people, okay, that's what he's saying. My people, remember the Sabbath day that I made in Genesis 2. Keep it holy. Why? Because I made it holy in Genesis 2. For six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of Yahweh your Elohim. Not a Sabbath day that's all just created and given to you for you. This is a Sabbath of Yahweh your Elohim. On it, you shall not do work. You, your son, your daughter, your male slave, your female slave, cattle, resident who stays with you. For in six days, Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them. Again, we're reiterating Genesis 1 and 2, the creation of all these things. And... In that same line of definition, just like he created, he rested on the seventh day. For that reason is exactly what the scripture says. For that reason, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. He made it consecrated. He made it set apart. He made it distinct. He made it to be honored, observed, revered, and completely uncommon because it's the same as all the other patterns that he instated at creation to what? He made creation perpetual. I've taught on this before. I love the idea, and then we're going to start bringing today to a close. When God, when Yahweh made grass or the trees, the plants of the field, he created them with what? A seed. What's the seed for? The seed is to guarantee reproduction of the, of the consecrated creation of the perfect creator. It's a constant, life-giving, reproducing source that perpetuates itself for all of time if, if it carries on in the way that it was created. Now, without getting crazy, this comes right to my mind right now. What have we done with plants? We've modified them. We've changed them. We've said the plants that Yahweh God has made, not good enough. We got to jack them up. We got to make them stronger. We got to make them insect repelling. We've got to make them more stable. We've got to make them, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, we could take this down the road for hours about how mankind harnesses 
Yahweh's creation and tries to improve upon it and change it and alter it. And can we not say for just being kind of silly metaphorically, we have modified the Sabbath. We've modified the Sabbath. We've taken it, and I'm telling you, this isn't in my notes. I would like to say this is what Holy Spirit is saying. He's saying, church, you've modified the Sabbath. You have taken something beautiful and pure and perfect at Genesis 2 creation where Yahweh God, the perfect creator, spoke it into being by his very action. He sat down in Shabbat. He rested. He reflected. And he said then in Exodus 30, paraphrased, do likewise. Keep it holy, consecrated, separate, and distinct. Don't make it common. We're going to get into the biblical understanding of profaning making profane. You're making it common, church. Stop it. Stop modifying my ordained Sabbath and tweaking it to fit your own desires to try to make it better for you. It was fine and perfect in its inception, conception in me when I sat down and did it. And that's why he told us to enter into it. Why? Tell us what to do. No way. Don't work. Don't do this. No. (laughs) He's inviting us into the beauty of the rest of the perfect creator. Something to sit back and what? I'm unplugging from everything else that's normal, and I'm entering into a time and a season that's just not common. This is a marked holy space. This is a time we're going to get into the understanding of the Moed, biblically speaking, which is an appointed time which is something where Yahweh, God says, I am making a point right here in the timeline of your life. Why? I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you, friend. Man, what a beautiful picture that is. And I'm telling you, that is seventh day Sabbath. So to be clear, who made it holy? Yahweh. Yahweh Elohim creator made this day holy. Not men. Not religion. This is not a suggestion or an optional observance. This is not something that's like, ah, I kind of like to do it on Sunday, Joel. We're going to get to why you do it on Sunday very quickly. But we're going to end this one, and we're going to do bite-sized pieces here so you can follow along. And so we are talking about when men change Sabbath. We haven't even got to that, of course, but why the church no longer honors the biblical holy day. And so from the very beginning, we have to mark, what is it? Why would we keep the Sabbath, the seventh-day Sabbath? Why would we do it? So I would like to think that from the very beginning, we started at laying a foundation, that this was a creation event, if you will, where Yahweh God said, I'm marking this day. And if you're going to be my children, Exodus chapter 30, remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Why? Because I made it holy. And I have called you to what? Be holy as I am holy. And so, friends, we've been given an incredible invitation. This is no burden now. This is no burden. This is freedom. This is beautiful freedom that the Father, perfect creator, said, I'm giving this to humanity so that they can know what it means to be set apart, consecrated, And holy as I am holy. This is a major component of that. So make sure you tune back in. 
I don't know how many parts this is going to be. It's very possible it's going to be 10. I don't know. I could talk about it all day, and if anybody else wants to watch, well, we're free to do that. So thank you for watching. This is the Path to Zion podcast. We are trying our hardest to rediscover the ancient way, and today is the Sabbath. Seventh day Sabbath is we're going back to what's been forsaken and what very likely you, my friend, were never taught in, in wide way Christianity in this age that we have been birthed into. So come along with us and do that. Reach out to us if you have questions. As I've had several people that have asked me for notes over the last several series. I have emailed people notes because this is often in much greater detail than what it even comes out to be on here, if you can believe that. And so if you are one of those people, and again, if you've got questions, if you've got challenges, if you completely disagree with me, if you can be a rational, calm, unoffended human being, that is awesome and wonderful and welcome here. So let's do that. Let's correspond, path to Zion Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for watching. Share this video with someone if you think, you know, maybe there's something to this. What if this is a beautiful gift, a beautiful treasure, that I've never had opened up and shown to me before. What do you think about that? Would you please do that? Because I'm, man, I got a phone call today from a brother that only lives an hour from me. He's like, man, I heard this, this, and this, and this. Huh, there's others like us. <laughs> there's other people on this narrow, remnant, ancient way path, friend. You're not alone. Even if you haven't started this specifically yet, ask the Father. What is, a, what is it about this? that maybe resonates with me. We're hearing so many people that this is resonating with the last two months especially. I'm believing the Father is waking up His church. He's calling the bride out, making her ready to go out to meet her bridegroom. So thank you for watching. Pat Design Podcast. We will see you next time for part two. Amen.